What if you were better equipped to be at your best in any situation life throws at you? What if you were able to realize game-changing breakthroughs and achieve your goals fearlessly and without restriction? My mission is to help you level up your mindset to achieve peak performance so you can accomplish the most audacious goals you have in life and in business while embracing the highs and lows of every journey. To do that, I'm going to explore topics that challenge how you think and help explain why you show up in the world the way you do. By accepting the challenge, you'll think better, you'll feel better, and you'll perform better every day. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Slover, mindset and peak performance coach, business consultant, thought leader, author, and award-winning educator. And it's a good day to do great things. This is the Quest for Life podcast. You've probably heard someone say that the only constant in life are death and taxes. Well, I'm here to tell you there are at least two others, change and time, and it's time that I want to focus on here initially. At its most basic, we all get 86,400 seconds each day. That equates to 1,440 minutes or 24 hours. Annualized, we all get 525,600 minutes or 365 days, not counting leap year. Day in, day out, year in, year out, our time is fixed. What isn't fixed, however, is how much energy we have from minute to minute, day to day, which is why an alternative way of being able to achieve peak performance is for each of us to do a better job at managing our energy rather than managing our time. I adopted this mindset a number of years ago, and what I found is that I'm not only more productive, the quality of my work improved. Let's get started. If you took an honest appraisal of how much time per day you were highly energized and sharply focused to produce your best work, how long would you say? For me, I find that I'm highly energized and laser focused for four to five hours in a given time period, and then I need some type of break to reboot and recharge. I find the daily 45 minute nap to be extraordinarily effective at that. For some of my listeners, that, might, that range might be three to four hours per day, while others, it could land somewhere between six and eight hours. Part of leveling up your mindset is to first admit to yourself that there are limits to what we can manage at a high level before our performance suffers. In fact, no one wakes up in the morning and says, you know, I'm going to knock out the first few things on my to-do list today at, at a really high level and then suck at the rest of the tasks the, the rest of the day. No one does that. Normal people wake up every day knowing what they need to do and they try to do their best. But there's only so much energy we have at our disposal to perform at our peak. Now, there are things we can do to build our energy reserves so we can perform at our peak longer, or we can engage in activities or behaviors that allow us to refuel. More on that in a bit. But first, I'm gonna discuss where we should put our energy first, and that is habit development. It's been said that our life is the sum of our thoughts and that our thoughts guide our habits. If that's true, then by extension, our habits create the lifestyle we're living. Thus, our energy should be the fuel for our habit development. 
how much we sleep, what we eat, our level of physical activity, how often we take breaks, who we spend our time with, what we're thinking about, and whether we believe we have a purpose in life are all habits of mind or habits we live out on a daily basis. How much sleep we get, what type of food do we eat, how much physical activity, all of these things. If we are engaging in uh, per the pursuit of quality sleep, then that's a habit that will ultimately pay dividends down uh, over the long haul. If we're, if we're eating healthy versus eating things out of boxes and bags, obviously that has a significant effect. If we're engaging in re regular physical activity, that can actually allow us to perform at our peak longer. Just if for no other reason we, we gain endurance, not only physical endurance, but uh, mental endurance as well. And what I've come to realize is that I can do between seven and eight things excellently every day. On a rare occasion, I maybe get a ninth one done, but seven to eight things per day is really my upper limit. And as a high capacity individual, it was a bit of an ego bruise to make that admission to myself, but I chose to level up my mindset. And I realized that there is exactly nothing wrong with doing seven to eight things excellently every day and putting the rest off until the next day. When I'm able to do that, when I'm able to basically check those seven to eight things off, I know I won my day and it feels like I accomplished something great. I've also found that within those peak performance periods of about four to five hours, as previously mentioned, I'm able to get into what's known as a flow state. Popularized by positive psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, a flow state is a sense of fluidity between our body and mind where we're totally absorbed by and deeply focused on something beyond the point of distraction. We experience what's called time dilation where time feels like it slows down. And in a flow state, our senses are heightened and we create effortless momentum even though whatever we're working on is effortful. This is what it means when you hear someone say that they're quote, in the zone. When we manage our energy, instead of managing our time and can get into a flow state, we're giving the activity or our work our fullest attention and we become totally immersed. This was how I was able to publish my first book, Quest, Navigating the Journey Through Life and Business in less than 40 days. I wrote 83,000 words in 83 hours. And when I described the process to my wife, I quite literally told her that it felt like I was talking out of my fingers. It just flowed. Keep in mind that it wasn't easy. I had never written a book before. I didn't know where to begin. Once I outlined it and started writing though, it, it just flowed. And in fact, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi offered that quote, the best moments in our lives are not the passive, receptive, relaxing times. The best moments usually occur if a person's body or mind is stretched to its limits in a voluntary effort to accomplish something difficult and worthwhile. In daily practice, I suggest people identify the seven or eight things. You need to identify that for yourself so you can pick your number minus seven to eight things and organize the tasks from either the least favorite or the most time consuming or both and complete them first when you're the most energized. Not only will you get them off your plate sooner, which gives you a feeling that you've accomplished something, you'll be able to devote your remaining energy towards things that you enjoy more. 
from an energy management perspective. Developing this habit allows you to prioritize your most important work versus simply managing a to-do list and simply checking boxes. Now, very often people like the satisfaction of checking off boxes and that there's nothing inherently wrong with that, provided that we get to the most important things first. And developing this habit will most assuredly serve you well if you make it a habit. Another reason to develop habits to manage energy is that habits once formed, formed can save us time and energy. And it's estimated that 40% of the actions we take every day require little to no thought. Thus, developing habits allows us to manage our energy more effectively because we make fewer decisions. We reduce the risk of what psychologists call decision fatigue, which saps our energy. The late Steve Jobs was notorious for this. If you ever saw him speak, he wore the same thing every day. And the reason he wore the same thing every day is he understood and appreciated the dynamic of decision fatigue, and he didn't have, want to have to make one more decision in terms of picking out his outfit for the day, which is why he wore the same thing. Mark Zuckerberg uh, does the exact same thing every day. And what they're ultimately doing is they're reducing the, the volume or the sheer number of decisions that they make on a daily basis. When we can eliminate, automate, or delegate tasks and decisions, we can use our energy on more important decisions. Developing this habit will absolutely serve you well. Yet another habit that we can, we can use to help us better manage our energy is single tasking. It's been established that our brain can only fully attend to one thing at a time, which is to say that we can only give our full attention to one thing at a time. The operative word there is full. We can only give our full attention to one thing at a time. Yet people still believe that multitasking is a thing. It's not. What we know is that the best multitaskers are the best switch taskers, whereby they can switch back and forth between single tasks quicker than the rest of us. Be sure to check out season one, episode 15 of the Quest for Life podcast to learn more on the myth of multitasking. Here's, here's an example of this, and this was based on a recent research study. Where, they, where the researchers looked at home builders, particularly condominiums. And what they did in the first part of the study is they took a work crew and they had them build two condos where they would go back and forth between the condos. And they completed the condos, both of them, in 120 days. And then the next part of the experiment, they took the same crew and they had them build one condo from start to finish and then the second condo from start to finish. And it took them... 70 days, nearly half as much time because they weren't switching between tasks. That's why we can absolutely manage our energy more effectively when we focus on single tasks at a time, get those done and out of the way before moving on to the next thing. And developing the habit of focusing on one task at a time before moving on to the next one not only allows us to manage our energy more effectively, but it also enhances our performance at whatever task we need to complete. And this habit, like the others previously mentioned, will definitely serve you well. As for those things 
we can do to build our energy reserves to perform at our peak longer and or the activities or behavior we can engage in that allow us to refuel and re-energize. Let me start by saying that living in a world where we feel the need to constantly be productive, to constantly be doing something, to constantly being, quote, on, is counterproductive to effective energy management. Quite frankly, it's an ineffective approach to time management. And trying to be productive all the time is inconsistent with how we as human beings function. Keep in mind, we're human beings. We're not human doings. I'm sure you've heard that cliche before. And trying to be productive all the time is inconsistent with that. Professor Adam Grant at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania says that we all have periods of productivity and periods of procrastination, which is both normal and healthy. For the latter, procrastination allows us to slow down and gives our mind, minds and bodies a break. Slowing down allows us to recover physically, mentally, and emotionally, which, interestingly, allows us to be at our peak performance during the next period of productive work. Without periods of downtime, which is a critical component to managing our energy, our productivity declines and subsequently our motivation wanes and we begin to fall behind or at least we feel we're falling behind. I talk to my students about this throughout the semester where these are really highly conscientious, highly ambitious people that haven't found their no. They don't know how to say no yet. Now imagine they're, they're out in the workforce, they're doing a really good job and they get asked to join a project team. And the thought of saying no just doesn't enter their brain because they don't want to alienate the person. I mean, what would that look like if they did say no? And so they, they take on that project. And then over a period of time, they end up taking on five or six more pro projects in addition to their full-time job. Well, one of the things that we do know that research tells us is that most people, in terms of work hours, start to peak at around 50 hours per week. And, it's not, and anything after that isn't this slow decline. It's actually like falling off a cliff. And what, what we, these highly ambitious, ambitious people do is actually they bring about what they don't want in the first place. They want to bolster their reputation. They want to be recognized as as indispensable as possible. They want to be labeled a peak performer. And they take on so much because they don't say no. They actually bring about what they don't want, which is poor performance, which is a shot to their reputation, which is becoming more dispensable. Personally, I experienced that this past fall with my coaching and consulting business. Toward the end of the year, I was absolutely fried. I have a full-time job in addition to starting and managing a business, which is roughly the equivalent of full-time work hours approaching 80 hours per week, and I was just smoked. My motivation just literally fell off a cliff, and it's taken the better part of 45 to 60 days to rekindle that fire. I just simply haven't wanted to do anything because I didn't manage my energy effectively. And to show up with, with full energy, it requires a number of things. First, we need to enhance our physical energy by being well-rested, which means according to research, we as adults need to get somewhere between seven and nine hours of sleep. Provided that we form that habit, we next need to monitor what we put into our bodies. Eating as clean as possible is key. Eating whole foods, eliminating foods that come in boxes and bags, those are known as foodstuff, is really the order of the day. 
So fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, lean proteins, and avoiding everything in the middle of the grocery store to the extent that you can do that. We also need to engage in regular physical activity, whether that's walking, you know, 10,000 steps a day or crushing it at the gym, it really doesn't matter. Building our physical endurance boosts our energy reserves. It, it's funny that I have to say these three things out loud because everybody knows that each is critical to physical health and well-being, and yet the vast majority of people are either willfully ignorant or willfully ignore them or out and out refuse to do them. Now, I get it. That's their life. I respect their decision. I don't have to like it. That's an interesting psychological space to be in where you can respect someone's decision and not like it. And what I've come to learn is that, especially with the people that I love and care about, is I want them to take care of their their bodies. I want them to take care of, of their emotional well-being because it enhances their life and they show up in the world differently. They show up in the world better and not showing up in the world differently or better actually takes away from everyone else. And I don't have to like it, but I can respect their decisions. Next, we need to enhance our emotional energy. We spend a lot of time in conversation with ourselves and needlessly worry about things that are outside of our control, which leads us to being stressed out of our minds. Talk about being on all the time. Rather than ruminating inside the labyrinth of our minds, slowing down and allowing our mind to wander increases our ability to effectively problem solve. Doing so allows us to tend to what to attend to what's most important in the present by not directing our finite energy towards things we can't control anyway. This allows us to be present. Being present allows us to feel more joy, which helps boost our emotional energy by providing the motivation to pursue those things that we enjoy. It really is a positive feedback loop that gets created. From there, we need to enhance our mental energy. In 2015, Microsoft conducted a study that revealed that our attention span has declined over time and is now at eight seconds, which is one second shorter than that of a goldfish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat that. In 2015, Microsoft conducted a study that revealed our attention span has declined over time and is now at eight seconds which is one second shorter than that of a goldfish. Whenever I wrote that down, I didn't giggle. And I don't know why I didn't giggle, but saying that out loud actually makes me smile and, and laugh. That, that is remarkable. It, be that as it may, it's self-evident that we live in a world fraught with distractions. And while technology is the most notable thing to point to, it isn't the only thing. We're bombarded with distractions. It's research that shows that we get hit with something like three to 5,000 marketing related inputs every day. Now, not all of those make an impression, but that's still a ton of distraction that we have to sift through on a daily basis. And our brains are on overload seemingly from the time we wake up in the morning to the time we go to bed. And sometimes we even go to bed with the television on. And that ultimately is counterproductive to cre creating you know, effective sleep habits. And we have to admit to ourselves that our brains are not designed for the frequency or intensity of such stimulation. Thus, we need to devote parts of our days to eliminating inputs and distractions. This could be something as just sitting for five or 10 minutes in a quiet room without distraction. You might engage in meditation. Again, this has to be very long, five to 15 minutes 
mindfulness meditation. There's something called non-sleep deep rest. You can find videos on YouTube for that. Uh, very, very effective ways to help eliminate inputs and, and you know, minimize or eliminate distractions. And this will allow our brains to reset and provide the necessary energy for the next task or activity that we engage in. Finally, we need to enhance our spiritual energy. Of the four types of energy, spiritual energy is arguably the least understood form. Put simply, spiritual energy is whatever we can tap into that feeds our souls. This could be a religious practice or reading an engrossing novel or playing an instrument or playing with a pet or listening to the Quest for Life podcast. Research and education indicates that when our productivity declines, placing attention and focus on, uh, on building our spiritual energy improves our mental and emotional energy. Even someone like Albert Einstein understood this as he would play his violin when he came across an intractable problem. What's pretty cool is that he would almost always arrive at a solution before finish, finishing the piece of music. I would be remiss if I failed to mention that, and this has been implied at least in part throughout this episode, that rest is extraordinarily productive. As with all the content presented throughout this episode, we must find a balance with the amount of rest we need. And I'm not just talking about sleep. We need downtime to just be. This could be going to the local coffee house and sitting and enjoying a cup, cup of coffee. This could be having a friend join you for that cup of coffee or sitting on the sofa and, and chatting about life or sitting in the backyard in front of a bonfire and just enjoying each other's company. This could be going to a park and sitting out in the grass and being in nature. Something to minimize distraction, take our mind off the stresses of our lives to just be. Admittedly, until recent years, I've really struggled with this one. I've struggled mightily this, with this one because I felt guilty that when I didn't feel like I was being as productive as I could be, I just felt bad. Once I learned how to manage my energy, though, instead of my time, my life changed, and it changed for the better. As we wrap up another episode of the Quest for Life podcast, give some thought to how you can manage your energy and not your time more effectively. What's one habit or ritual you could develop that would boost your energy? How many things per day can you perform excellently? And be really, really honest with yourselves on this one. How many things per day can you perform excellently and do those? Push the other ones off until the next day. How could getting into a flow state enhance your performance? Conversely, what's one thing you could, you could reduce or eliminate that would enhance your energy? Sort of this inverse relationship. What decisions could you take off your plate by forming different daily habits? All of these questions, rephrase, answers to all of these questions will no doubt level up your mindset and allow you to perform at your peak much more consistently. And it's food for thought, fellow questers. Be sure to follow the show and pass it on to a friend. You can also download the show notes at thequestforlife.com. That's thequestnumber4life.com. Thank you for joining the conversation.